Hi everyone, welcome to the latest Siddiqui Ramblings podcast. As the name suggests, the ramblings of the Siddiqui boys. You may have seen us on TV. I'm Basit Siddiqui. I'm Sid Siddiqui. I'm Umar Siddiqui. So hopefully you'll join us every week just to hear our general thoughts on uh, the world as it is and our little ideas about life in general. If you want to get involved, then feel free to. You can email us on thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. Right, let's get going. Good evening, Uma. Good evening, Basit. How are you? Alright, good evening, Dad. Where is he? Where's Dad? Um, We're trying something quite unusual today. It's the Siddiqui Ramblings without Sid Siddiqui. And uh, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. Can we call it Siddiqui Ramblings without Sid? Yeah, he is the key rambler, isn't he? We Take the Sid out of Siddiqui and what do you get? Diki. Yeah, true, man. Yeah. So... I don't know how it's going to work. We've got a plan because we were originally not going to even do the podcast and we were, or we were going to get one of our brothers or sisters to get involved, but they're quite busy. Yeah. And then I had a bit of a brainwave and I thought, okay, although he's physically not here, we can still get in contact with him. So some of you may have noticed on Twitter, it's only been for the last couple of days, I put a tweet out saying that if you wanted to ask Sid any questions for the podcast, let us know. And Dad's kept an eye on that, and he's got a little voice message. So what we're going to do in a little bit, we're going to take Dad's voice message, press play to it, and we'll digest it individually, each question, and see what he says. Um, does that does that like a plan? That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I've got something, a little something planned for the end of it as well. Dad likes uh, talking about himself and answering questions about himself. Hmm. I remember when we were growing up, Dad said that he used to, he was on a TV show called This Is Your Life. Yeah. And we believed him. For our view, uh, listeners over a certain age, you might remember This Is Your Life. I think it was presented by Michael Aspel or some, someone. Yeah. But um, they used to have a red book. Yeah. And they used to go through somebody's life. It was kind of like an autobiography, but like a TV version. Yeah. And Dad always used to trick us because he had a red book. It wasn't a This Is Your Life book. It was just a red book. Yeah, Le- leather-bound red book, wasn't it? Pretend, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's the kind of guy I think. Given the chance, he would talk talk about himself, and he, he likes that. He's got a lot to say, hasn't he? Yeah. Now you mention it, he's, he he lied about a lot of stuff with that regard, didn't he? <laughs> you were. Remember when he used to? Because when we were young, I think we were young and a bit uh, naive or a bit stupid, and we didn't really get how TV worked. But there used to, well, I say there used to be. There still is TV guides. That would kind of give you an insight as to what's going to happen yeah, in the yeah, soaps yeah. in the in the not in the near future. <laughs> and Dad used to obviously spend time reading these magazines, and he'd we'd be sitting there watching EastEnders or Coronation Street, and Dad would go, "Ah, oh, such and such is going to die next, yeah, or such and such is going to have an affair with someone else." Mm. And he'd always be right, and we're like, "Dad, how did you know that?" And he'd like look around and say, "Don't tell anyone," but I'm one of the writers for said. Uh, for said soap, so I think yeah. it's Coronation Street or EastEnders. We believed him for years. Yeah. We didn't think to like scan the end credits of a programme to see if Dad's name came up. Yeah. Even then, I bet he would have had a lie for that and said that, yeah, yeah I use a different name for it or something like that. I think part of that was from him reading those magazines, but part of him like exploiting the repetitive nature of soaps. Because, mm. yeah, sometimes they do put, oh, Audrey is going to have an affair with some such and such. But they wouldn't put that many plot spoilers in like TV magazines. Mags, would they? No. I think that was Dad's like shrewd guessing of like how plots worked and. You reckon? Yeah. Because he got because he could pretty much predict what's going to happen in the soap. But nine times out of ten, he'd get it right. So that is quite impressive. Yeah. If that is the case. Um. So the plan is, I'm still going to do my Siddiqui science. You're going to still go with your news. I'll still do my news. Yeah. It's just going to feel weird without Dad here. Mm. It's strange. But hopefully, when we hear his voice, it'll uh, put us at ease a little Aww. bit. Yeah. You're missing Dad, the presence of Dad. I miss the, the like physical presence of Dad. Well, I don't. And because the smell that you bring is it like to the podcast. The smell, yes, but physical presence, no. Because this is quite cramped, isn't it? This is normally mm. quite a cosy situation because we all want to get close enough to the mic. Yeah. So I'm actually appreciating the fact that he's uh, <laughs> away and we can actually get close to the mic. Yeah, and use the space. Yeah. We are sat, uh, unusually, why are we sat in the dark, boss? 
Because I can see that the curtains are drawn because I was practicing with the camera a little early, so I closed the curtains. Yeah. And um, the light was on, and it was just a bit too bright in here. Yeah. But now we've switched the light off and not uh, opened the curtains. Mm. So it's just to be sitting in the dark. Yeah. It'd be an interesting experiment just to do podcasts in various levels of, like, light and, like, humidity and just see how it affects us. And then, like, somebody says, right, that's the perfect podcast. We remember what the temperature and conditions were. This scientist in me now, like, yeah. coming out. Trial and error. Trial and error. Only change certain variables. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Good idea. I like it. But you know we won't. We'll no, just go. Dad will get back <laughs> next week. We'll be back to the exact same. Right, well, do you want to hit us with your news then? Yeah, please? so uh, my news uh, from the I newspaper comes under the heading of consumer. Why the summer heat just can't lick this ice lolly? So we've just had the heat wave and this story came out probably a bit too late because it's just raining and miserable now. But an ice lolly which it has claimed can withstand summer heat for at least an hour before melting but has been unveiled for a one-off appearance to gauge its potential. Visitors to the British Museum of Food, there is such a place. Really? Yeah. Were invited to taste samples of the lolly with their feedback set to inform the development of a product which might one day be sold in supermarkets. The lolly's durable nature is inspired by the piecrete, a frozen com- composite with similar properties to concrete, huh? made from combination of sawdust and wood pulp. What? <laughs> its creator's design uh, studio replaced these with edible fruit fibers to create a lolly which they claim will last an hour in 24 degree heat. Whoa, man. Wow. Has it been tested? So, um, studio co-founder said that they had been working on the project for over a year. In fact, we have cracked the secret by last October, but it wasn't released appropriate to release on melting ice lollies at the time. October, yeah, not being the right time. Mm. The next work projects we are working on are the world's largest meringue. <laughs> right, food boffins, these are. Yeah. And our ice cream design competition for the London Design Festival. It seems like frozen confectionery. But it doesn't know. It doesn't actually say whether the people have tasted it and oh, said, said what. Oh, this tastes like sawdust. You can really taste the sawdust. In wow, it. man, that's really dusty. Yeah. Mm. Um, a couple of things though. The world's lightest meringue. If meringue got any lighter, it'd just be you'd have floating meringue, wouldn't you? It'd be one of those things where, like you wouldn't even know you were eating it. Am I eating a meringue? Yeah, trust me, you are. It's just yeah. that light, like, you can't taste it. Yeah, man, yeah. that's that's weird. I wanna I wanna kind of know what that tastes like now and what yeah. the textures would be. And I don't know about you, but when it comes to ice lollies, yeah, I'm not like they're done within two minutes, let alone an hour. That's exactly right, boss. That's what I thought. Who's holding an ice lolly in their hand for an hour before they decide to eat it? Yeah, I guess people who are buying like they're shopping, and then have um, a pack, yeah. would want to would want to make sure that they don't melt by the time they get home. Yeah, if it's like an hour's drive away. Yeah. I, I've got into a really bad habit though, where. Well, so because of the heat, obviously I'll stop it afterwards. But now, uh, I take Alfie for a walk at night, and you're talking ten o'clock at night, and uh, I go and get a calippo, and then the faff of me trying to open the calippo and deal with the dog and trying to eat the calippo. Yeah, it's not the easiest lolly to eat, is it? Really, you got to keep like pressing the bottom yeah, of it yeah, to yeah. try and get the lolly out. Yeah, it's quite difficult. I must look like a right mug, but uh, <laughs> it's it's a habit that I want to break because although they're really tasty, they're quite high in sugar as well, aren't they? So it's not something you want to do on a regular basis. Mm. Most ice lollies are though, aren't they? Yeah, they are just like frozen sugar we drink, aren't they? Yeah, basically they're like cordial, but without the cordial, without adding water yeah. to it, they're really thick and uh, syrupy. I'm not a particular fan of ice lollies, so I don't care whether they melt or not. But there are certain foods where I would think no, they need to do something with that because that melts too easy, mm. like, like chocolate. Chocolate, yeah. chocolate, yeah. I have a habit where I buy chocolate that's usually on uh, like half price. Yep. And I just leave it on the front seat of my car. Yeah. And it just melts, it congeals. I want something that I can leave in my car. Because I will eventually eat it. Yeah. It's not there and then. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Chocolate, I think. What else? Um, cheese? Cheese doesn't melt, does Well, you want cheese to melt, don't you? Well, yeah, if you might, like when you microwave it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what I want food science to, like, really pay attention to. You know, uh, even distribution of heat in things like tarts. Mm. I want them to work on that. Why is it that you, like, put in, like, a tart just to heat it up? Like a mince pie. Yeah. And the outside is, like, relatively cool, but then the inside is like a furnace. It's dangerous, that yeah. is. That's what that is. It's dangerous. These guys need to work on it. 
But I mean, it's nice, isn't it, that there's a British Museum of, of food. food? Yeah. That must be like the smelliest place though, because all this food would be really mouldy and old. That's true. Well, we'd be able to kept behind glass, wouldn't it? Be kept behind glass, or they'd be using something to. It's probably not even real food. You yeah. know, like in the McDonald's advert, where they don't actually use food for the actual hamburger and the yes. ice cream and stuff. It's something pretend, isn't it? Yeah, so it yeah, makes yeah, it yeah. look more beautiful. That's probably what it is. Going back to what you said about the melting chocolate, though, chocolate is a dangerous one because you forget that there are certain times of the year. Where if you leave it in your car, it will, will melt. Yeah. Not like an annual thing, is it? Like if you bought an uh, ice lolly in the winter, you know you have to get it to a freezer pretty sharpish. Yes. Because that's what everyone associates with lollies, that they melt quite quickly. Yeah. Chocolate isn't like that. So no. chocolate you can leave for about 350 days of the year, or 340 days of the year, you yeah. could comfortably leave a chocolate in your car and it'd be all right. Uh -huh. But on those days, especially with this heat wave this year, mm. you'd be tricked. You'd, you'd put it in there thinking nothing of it. Yeah. And then it's just ruined when you get back. And that is, I've been there and it, it's broken my heart yeah. a little bit. So no, I totally agree with that. Right, so this would usually be the time for Dad to do his pills. However, he's not here. So I'll move on to my science. <clears throat> He'll have to do two pills next week. Yeah, he will do. Um, now, you gave me the advice for the Siddiqui science. Because we haven't got a specific topic today. It's going to be about Dad. I can't get ten scientific facts about Dad. <laughs> I probably could do, but I don't think anyone would want to listen to them. Um so we just, well, Omar, do you want to explain what we were just doing downstairs before we started the podcast? Yeah, yeah. so um, we were just uh, with our sister Aisha and um, watching a trailer for a film, a horror film that's coming out called The Nun. Mm. Uh, this is, I think it's a spin-off from an early horror film called The Conjuring, mm. but it's, uh, Aisha wanted us to watch this because she's deeply affected by horror films, uh, specific horror films. And I think when she watched The Conjuring 2, uh, there was this non character in it and it really affected her, like, made her, like, almost jump out of her skin. And just to put it into context, Oshie doesn't scare easy. She does doesn't she? scare she, she, She's pretty tough when it comes to the yeah. horror films. So, for her to be a bit nervous about watching it, you got, you got to be, it's got to be quite scary. Yeah. But when we were watching it, it was quite underwhelming, wasn't it, really? Mm. You yeah. said that the nun looked like, um, uh, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. So even I could cope with it and I yeah. hate horror films. Mm. So, that's why I was quite surprised that Oshie yeah. was struggling with it. So, we got the idea for you to, like, um, do the Siddiqui Science about trailers that yeah. don't entirely match the quality of the film. Or yeah. Originally, I was like. going to do 10 scary trailers, but I thought it's not nowhere near Halloween yet, and I'm a bit of a chicken. I don't like my horrors, so I might be seriously affected by doing <laughs> some research into 10 scary films. So what I looked at instead, as exactly as Oma said, was uh, we all know what trailers are like. Trailers really try and get the best bits of the film. But it just so happens that certain films only have those great bits in it and then there's really not much left to the film. Yeah. So I did a little bit of digging and I went on to Collider.com and it's got here 10 great trailers for bad movies. So there's an art to making a great movie trailer. Sometimes the studio knows exactly what it's selling and just dials in on the best aspects of the film. Other times studios are trying to reach a broad audience with a niche property and thus crafts a trailer aimed at appealing to a wider demographic. Um, so this is all about those films that were quite underwhelming but the trailers mm. were awesome. So I think this is going to really be, I'll, I'll say the films and then we can have a discussion about whether we've seen the film yeah. or what we thought of the film itself. Okay. The first one. Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. So apparently the trailer for that was awesome. Yeah. And the film, as most Star Wars fans would attest to, was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? Well, yeah, we all know how the Star Wars, that film turned out. Yeah. Phantom Menace, that's the, that's, I suppose that's Episode 1, isn't it? Yes. Which came after Episode 4, 5 and 6. Yeah, yeah. And it had Jar Jar Binks in it. So I yeah. bet the trailer didn't have Jar Jar Binks in it. Because that's what <laughs> a lot of people hated about the film. The thing is, the Star Wars film, it was destined to do badly because people had such high expectations. Yes. But even then, you can't excuse what Phantom Menace was. It was a bit of a shocking film. Yeah, it was a bit of shambles, wasn't it? Yeah. And it, yeah, like you said, you had Jar Jar Binks, who was a bit annoying. But he had the kid as well, didn't it? The young Anakin. Yeah. Which, which I found a bit annoying as well. You you hate smart Alec kids, though, don't you? Like yeah. Home Alone, you're rooting for those two villains. <laughs> yeah. Get him, Marv. Um, the next one. 
I've not seen this, so we won't dwell on this one for too long. Aloha. <clears throat> Filmmaker by Cameron Crowe's Aloha was swiftly dismissed and got wrapped up in a controversy over the race of Emma Stone's character. But the first trailer for the romantic dramedy remains a stellar piece of work. So it had um, Bradley Cooper and Emma Stone in it. It was a it was a rom- romantic drama. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing a trailer for that. I was pretty underwhelmed by the trailer itself. Okay. So that wouldn't really speak to me. Now, Prometheus. I've never seen Prometheus. Prometheus is number three. Yeah. Have you seen Prometheus? I, Ridley Scott. Yes, yeah. And is it the prequel to Aliens then? Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. The um, trailer blew my mind though. The trailer looked amazing. Yeah, had Fassbender in, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, the film is not too bad. Hmm. Shall we should read what it says? First of all, I'll say I don't like think Prometheus is a bad movie, but I acknowledge that quite a few do. I think we can all agree that the trailer for the film was fantastic, and it promised not only Ridley Scott's long-awaited return to sci-fi, mm. but also a terrifying riff on horror as well. The final film isn't as scary as this trailer would lead you to believe, but who boy, the editing and sound design on the piece still stands, sends chills down my spine. Um... So, Prometheus, so you enjoyed Prometheus then? I thought it was quite a good film, Prometheus. Um, if it's the one that I'm thinking about. Yeah, Michael yeah. Fassbender in it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very, it's the origins of the Aliens, mm. uh, trilogy saga. Oh, do you want to watch it? The, the, uh, the, the, oh, the you newest... is it horror then? Is it like, <laughs> no, it's kind of, well, Aliens were never like complete, so it was a kind of like hybrid between sci-fi yeah, and horror, horror, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm okay with Aliens though. Yeah. I'm genuinely okay with Aliens because it's the sci-fi nature to it. I just can't handle ghosts yeah. and oh, monsters. So, yeah. So you'd be okay with this? Yeah. yeah. Anything on Earth, I'm alright with. Oh, no, sorry, anything off Earth, off I'm Earth. okay with. <laughs> right, if it's okay. on Earth, that freaks yeah. me out. Um, this one I completely agree with. Um, the Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Uh-huh. trailer was naturally going to be awesome because of the fact that you're comparing it to Lord of the Rings yeah, and if you it, were yeah. a fan of that you'd love it the film <clears throat> meh mm. have you seen it all? Uh, yeah this has always been shown uh, especially this this time on a Saturday evening yeah channel. yeah it was uh, The Hobbit yeah it just it wasn't a Lord of the Rings was it? it wasn't like no. uh, that, the, those original films which is a shame because the thing is The Hobbit as a book is a, it's a good show. It's a good film. They should have just made one film out of it, though. Mm. It in itself is a good story, but it's not as dramatic and crazy as yeah. Lord of the Rings is epic, mm. and that's what they tried to do. They tried to make uh, um, the Hobbit epic, and it really isn't. No, and that's no uh, disrespect to the the Hobbit story. It's just the fact that it's just it's a lower level, isn't it? Yeah, it's one man's journey, mm. which is just trying to. Uh, help these uh, dwarves and it, that's how the ring is actually discovered it's interesting that these trailers that are under um, a misrepresentation of the film they all seem to be the next in a line of something don't they yeah yeah so there's right. already an expectation there isn't there i suppose with those kind of trailers mm. um like with prometheus it's linked to the aliens and hobbit is linked to lord of the rings i think um with those kind of films you salivate you know you're already thinking oh what's next in this mm. So your tra- the trailer is always going to grab you, isn't it? It's almost like you're watching that trailer with rose-tinted glasses because there's a part of you that's really excited yeah. about seeing what happens next. And I think that's always like going to lead to a bit of um, uh, a bit of lackluster, a feeling of like meh. Yeah. When the film actually comes out, because you're like, mm-hmm. okay, it wasn't as good. Um, do you know much about Suicide Squad? Uh, a bit, yeah. Um, comic based. Yeah, so it's basically a bunch of anti-heroes and a yeah. bunch of criminals. Um, I and it's the only comic film, and I'm you know me, I'm a bit of a comic nerd. Mm. It's the only comic film I've never seen. I still haven't seen it because I know that the reviews were really bad for it. Really, and it's what they did to the Joker. But basically, the trailer looked amazing. Yeah. Um, but the, I want the reason why I wanted to mention this one is quite interesting because apparently the film itself, the trailer was based on the original shoot of the film. But they did a lot of changes in post-production <coughs> because it was too dark. They needed to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah. And that might be why there's a bit of a disconnect and it isn't as good. Mm. Um, there was one I wanted to ask you about, Pearl Harbor. Have you seen Pearl Harbor? Um, yeah, the Ben Affleck one. Yeah. yeah I, it wasn't that good. Really. But that, that was another one. They had high expectations for that film. And with those kind of films, you have to do it right, really. Mm. Anything less than perfect is going to be... Um, 
Panda, I think. Uh, it is, isn't it? Because Pearl, like, you've got to do it with a specific amount of taste. Any war film, yeah. you've got to do it with a... It, it's a hard one to direct. I think uh, it was the, the reason that it, it failed was because they built a romance around it. So, okay. Which these films tend to do, don't they? Some films will take an historical event, but rather... Like Titanic. Titanic did that successfully, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. This is kind of like the anti-Titanic. This is a... Because it was 2001. Because 90s was definitely like that, wasn't it? 90s films were very much... Uh, have some sort of romantic story around it. Yeah. Um, the one that springs to mind, there was Armageddon as well. Yes, that yeah, had yeah, that. yeah. And it, you kind of watch it and you think, meh, you don't really need that in it. No. Now, Dunkirk, Dunkirk did it right. Yeah, Dunkirk hasn't got any kind of romance. No. There isn't a, like a, a sub-story going on there, no. is there? It's just depiction of events. Absolutely. Well, this is turning into a film podcast, boss. I know, yeah. I just realised. I'm just going to do one last one. The Dark Knight Rises. And that's it. All you've got to say about that. I, you know what, I liked Dark Knight Rises. I, I don't know why people hated it so much, but the trailer, as you can expect, uh, imagine, was really good. Yeah. But um, the film itself, people say there's just too many holes in it. Plot holes. Have okay. you seen Dark Knight Rises? The one yeah, with Bane in it. Oh no! Oh, that's that one. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. the third one in the Batman trilogy. Yes. Yeah. That's alright though. Catwoman's in that one, isn't she? Yes, yes, yeah. And I thought it was an alright film. Mm. But a lot of people, like comic people, don't like it. Yeah. I think I'm just easily pleased because obviously <laughs> I, I've come from an age where for years I just saw it on paper. Yeah. And now it all comes to life. I think it's amazing. Right, okay. Yeah. So I'm pleased. Right, let's get on to, well, I say the topic, but the reason why we can afford to spend a little longer on our science and our news is because we haven't really got a topic, have we? The title I was thinking, mm. and if you're alright with this, is Ask Sid. Right, yeah, I like that. Because uh, for if, uh, as I said at the start of the podcast, what we did was we wanted Dad to be a part of it mm. today. So I um, put a tweet out, tagged Dad into it, and it was just, if you wanted to ask Dad any questions, yeah. because he's not here, could you ask your questions? And then we'll, we'll bring them into the podcast yes, somehow. Okay. So what we're going to do is Dad sent me the voice memo here. Now, now techie people... The plan that they would normally do yeah. is to um, splice that conversation in afterwards. <laughs> now, I may do that. I'm not going to say I'm not going to do that. But I've literally got my phone here, and I'm just going to press play to what he okay. said. Now, I know that he's going to talk for about seven minutes, but that's a lot of dad talking, if yeah. I'm honest. Uh, so we might play and pause it each, through each question right, and okay. digest each question. Okay. So it's got on maximum volume, then. Yeah. Max volume. I'll press play. It's on airplane mode, so it shouldn't be causing any issues for the transmission. Hi, everyone. Uh, this is Sid Siddiqui here, reporting for a podcast, this week's podcast, uh, remotely. I'm in the field, you can say that. Uh, not in the field where the cows are, but I'm out there in the field, as it were. Now, this was Bass's idea. Uh, if I can't physically join in the group, I can perhaps... Uh, send messages uh, to to be included in the podcast and his idea was that he will ask the audience or our listeners of a good listeners to send in the questions and i would like to answer very good boss good thinking there thanks dad so the first one um just to say there are four messages here uh so if there are any more i will do that later on so uh, let's go through this first four one the first one i'm just going to stop there Yep, so there were four messages that from when I last checked. Dad then lost his phone. He's had some phone issues, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, so there were a couple more. So apologies if you don't hear yours on here. But rest assured, I'm going to look through all the list of questions and he can answer them in per- person next time. Um, I know there was someone who did one over email and it was a really good question. I won't say what the question was now. You should know who you are if you send the email and you're a regular mm-hmm. listener. Uh, we will bring it in to the podcast in the next week or so because it was a really cool yeah. question. So, right, let's go to question number one then. It's from someone called Mr. Redford. Twitter handle at Mr. Redford. Hmm. Anyway, the question is, how many at Hooters chicken wings can you do in an hour? And what is the correct way to drink your drink with greasy or grease-covered fingers? Mm, it is a random question, Mr. Redford. Well, first of all, if I can be so honest and open, uh, you won't see me dead in Hooters, let alone sitting there eating chicken wings and drinking beer. So Hooters is definitely not for me, Mr. Redford. 
something happened there. Right, it's, uh, that actually faded at a point when I wanted it to fade, which I'm quite impressed with. That's fine. Yeah, we we, we got the crook. We got the crooks of that. Yeah, we did. Now, can I just before we go into that one, Mister Radford is actually my mate Ash. Ash Radford. Right, okay. And uh, the reason why he asked that question like an idiot is because we actually went to Hooters at the start of that week. And me and my mate Pietro also took the mick out of the way that Ash holds his drink. So you've eaten chicken wings before. Yes. And they're a messy business. They are a messy business, yeah. So what he does, he still wants to, he doesn't want to get his glass dirty because everyone has a drink when when they're there as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he was drinking Diet Pepsi or whatever it was. And uh, he sort of cups his glass as if he's almost giving it a hug, but his hands are straight. Right. So he puts each hand on the side of the glass and oh, lifts I it see to his arm. So he grips it with his palms. He grips it with his palms, keeps his fingers like really rigid, and then holds it up to his face. <laughs> and as you can imagine, people are just giving him like random looks going, what's wrong with you? Why do yeah. you keep doing that? But he just he's adamant that it's the best way to make sure that his glass stays clean. Mm-hmm. So, Ash, no one's ever going to agree with you with that. So, please stop trying to ask people that yes. question. If you had an hour to eat chicken wings, though. <laughs> you had an, so, the the first question was, so you're, if you had an hour to eat chicken wings... How so, many could you have, do you think? Oh. Well, I don't think the time scale would be a factor. It would be, like, how full my belly got. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, 15? 15 wings? Oh, my, come on. 20? Probably 20. Yeah. <laughs> well, we went to Hooters. Sorry, Dad. I know you're going to listen to this afterwards, but I have no shame. They do all-you-can-eat chicken wings on a Monday. Right. So I'm going to go on a Monday if I can do. Yeah. So you can have all-you-can-eat chicken wings. They have some nice flavours as well. Sounds like I'm really promoting Hooters here. <laughs> we should have just said chicken establishment as chicken opposed establishment. to Hooters. But anyway, um, so they give out a plate of quite a lot of wings to begin with. And you're talking about 10 on there. Uh-huh. But they also give out fries then. Yeah. So that's why my mistake is I always eat the fries and it's curly fries as well. Yeah. So I have 10 then and then I have another two plates. But the second two plates don't have as many in them. So I would say you're about right with about 20, probably 20 to 26. And it it doesn't take the hour. You're right. There's no point saying within an hour because of the fact that once you're full, you're full. You're full, you're full, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I would say about 20 and a half hour session. Twenty and a half an hour session. Yeah, yeah, I think that's about right. Mm. But then it's that kind of thing, isn't it? It's what, this is the thing with all you can eat places. Yes, they've got you, haven't they? Because yeah. you, we go in thinking we're heroes, and well, like when I say we, I mean me and you. Mm. Well, it might not be an all you can eat chicken place, but it'll be like an all you can eat buffet restaurant or yeah. something like that. Me and you will always try and do one annual trip to yes, a yes, all you yes, can yes. eat, and you go in with the best of intentions that you're going to eat anything and everything, but you know that you can't. No, you can't. And one thing I was going to say about all-you-can-eat places, sorry, Dad, um, is, you know, sometimes you say, well, I'm going to go to an all-you-can-eat, I'm not going to eat anything. That's a big mistake, you know. You shouldn't yeah. go there on an empty stomach. Mm. You should prime your stomach a bit before you go. you probably find that you can eat more at one of these places if you have had a bit to eat beforehand. Yeah, and those people who are fitness gurus yeah. and do exercise, you don't go with the heaviest weight straight away. No. You do a couple of lightweight work first to yeah. warm yourself up. That's right, yeah. And this is exactly the same. Warm yourself up. Now, I'm not saying eat like a small chicken or something like that, but mm. don't starve yourself. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. What a question. Yeah, well, wasn't this Mr. Bradford? <laughs> yeah, I know. First, I said it was, I thought you said Redford. I thought, why is Robert Redford asking dad questions? Especially about Hooters. Yeah. yeah. That sounds about right then. Mm. Right, okay. So, next one. Mr. Redford, sorry to disappoint you. The next one is from Wendy Turner. Hi, Wendy. Wendy's our regular listener. Thanks, and Wendy. And contributor to podcast in so many ways that she uh, uh, tells us uh, which topic to choose and uh, what sort of things to sort of add into the air. So thank you for your question. Uh, it's quite a good, uh, interesting question. Uh, she asks, why has he stayed on at work? and not retired is it love of the job or does it keep him going oh Mm -hmm. no sorry does it keep him young sorry i have written this down and then i can't read my own writing (laughs) um it's a very good question wendy but there is a a few answers to that rather than 
just uh, say yes to that. And you're quite right. Um, I've stayed on uh, because of the uh, love of job. Uh, it's I'm in a very unique position that I can say I do love my work. It's not just love my work, but it's the location of my office. Head office is moved from uh, Bakewell to Chesterfield. Uh, it's in a uh, beautiful spot um, on the periphery of Chesterfield. Uh, it's a place called Ash Green. <clears throat> That's where our head office is, and I'm working from there. Uh, traveling to that place is amazing. Uh, if you if you sometime put up with the A38 traffic, but most of the time it's good. And as I said, the place is very good, and the team that I work with are amazing people. So everything to that end is brilliant. So I love working there. And it keeps me young as well in a way that I think, yeah, I'm still able to get up in the morning, get ready, and, you know, get out of the shower, whistling, putting my clothes on. <laughs> Thanks for that, Imid, Dad. <laughs> yeah. All the people, the people do those things, I suppose. And then, yeah, that's that. And just generally speaking, it keeps me very busy and occupied with other things as well. So there's never a dull moment in my life to say, oh, what shall I do now? So it's brilliant from that one, that point of view. And also, the main reason probably, I'm being greedy as well. Uh, <laughs> the extra income coming is very handy. So I can do things with that uh, that cash as well. So yes, there are lots of reasons to stay in a job if you're lucky enough, uh, like I am, uh, that you're able to do that. So my advice would be to, if you can do that, please do that. Right. Brilliant. Good question and good answer there. Yeah, well done yeah. to both of you. Thank you, Wendy, and thank you, Dad, who can't hear me anyway. Did you hear that police siren in the background? I did hear that police siren, yeah, yeah. and some uh, rustling, but I thought that was Dad's bit of paper that he's written his answer on. That, or he's trying to get his stuff together because he knows the police are getting closer <laughs> to him as well. Um, yeah, that, and thanks for the imagery of you whistling in the shower, Dad. Mm. We really appreciate that yeah. as your sons. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. Um but yeah, really nicely answered. I think it's nice that we get the chance to shout out his work colleagues as well, because he does go on about them mm. like in a really positive light. Yeah. And I know Tony, one of his mates, Tony Gent, listens to the podcast as well. Yes. So hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. Uh, he always says nice stuff about you. And they always have regular conversations about retiring and all that stuff. Yeah. And I, what, I mean, what's your opinion? Do you think dad will ever retire or? I think like, like dad's, like you've said, dad, um, uh, it just keeps him going, doesn't it? He obviously loves doing what he's doing, and it keeps him sharp. It keeps him active, and I think if you like doing what you're doing, keep on doing it. Mm. Um, that's not to say when Dad does retire, he's going to go into some sort of slump because he'll just find something else that he likes uh, to do. Mm. Um, he reminds me a bit of uh, Keith Richards' dad. Is like a Rolling Stone. Well, he's like Rolling Stones, isn't he? Yeah. He just he he just won't stop because he likes doing what he's doing. People appreciate what he's doing. That's a big thing, yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Because Dad's role has changed quite a lot um, since he started as well. Because mm. obviously he started on the engineering role, very practical. Yeah. And now he's into his managerial role, and it's all about sustainability as yes. well. And so he's, I think it's always a challenge for him, and he, he just he relishes in that. Yeah. And it gets me thinking of it. Like, do you think that that comes with age? Do you think you've got the same get-up and go as Dad's got? I don't know if I've got the same get up and go now that Dad's got. Well, that's what yeah. I mean. That's what I mean. Does it come as you get older, where you really value and appreciate your job? Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I, I loved my job when I was teaching and all yes. and all that stuff. But Dad's a different level. I think there's always a part of me that looks forward to uh, Fridays. Yeah. There's a part for me when it comes to teaching yeah. looks forward to the summer holidays. Yes. Yeah. 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 And as bad as it sounds, I look forward to retirement to somebody because you do get physically knackered and you stuff. Do, don't yeah. You do. Yeah. Yeah. But. Dad's now in a position where he could actually be retired and chill out, mm. but he doesn't. No, it's interesting. Um, I've never met anybody who um, relishes work the way Dad is. Well, that's, no, that's not true, really. There are some people where they, they do genuinely like it. Mm. And it's a credit to, to see somebody like Dad. Um, I'm of the mind now that, yeah, I, I love my job, but... I would love retirement more or not doing my job more. Yeah. Still getting paid for something. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's a testament to somebody who really loves his job and wants to keep on doing it. 
and it's an important job as well what that does we uh, this is interesting actually dad not being here that you can actually talk about him yeah in uh, as much as that well we have been listening to what dad says and yeah. how he talks and he's very passionate about it isn't he? he very really is uh, the amount of times we've had to stop him from adding a bit about his sustainability to the yeah. podcast because we think other people might not be that interested in mm. it, but it is a really interesting topic, is, and, he yeah. is, and he's very passionate about and it. And he so. makes it interesting as well. Yeah. One thing you have to remember with Dad is that Dad, when he early, he's, he's been working from a very early age. I mean, mm. obviously, he had his education, he got his uh, degree, uh, the kids came along at the same time. Then he kind of he worked, but I know for a, a period of time, Dad wasn't happy where he worked. And I think sometimes, if you're working somewhere where you're not happy, go somewhere else, you kind of want to make that back up. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, say, if two years of my life or three years of my life, they were miserable at work. I want to make those three years back. Yeah, and it's not necessarily even wanting to make them back. It's the fact that you know how bad it can get. Yeah. Because you've been in a place that you really didn't like. Mm. And work becomes less like work because of the fact that you are enjoying it that bit more. Which is good. I think it's such an amazing mindset to have. And I'm so chuffed Dad's got that and still has that advice. So, Wendy, as you said, a great question. And Dad, a really good answer. Right, let's move on to the next one. Right, the other, the next question is for somebody called Mandy Priest. Hello, Mandy. And her question is, when he came to the UK, what was his goal and has he achieved it? Mm. That was long, long time ago when I came. I don't think I, at that time I had... A, I thought, I've got to go and I'll see if what we can do about it. It was this case of, I came with my dad uh, and uh, we decided to come to Derby. That was the next question that she asked. Uh, because we had some friends lived in Derby, relatives and friends. And in those days, this was we talking about 40 years ago, um, there was any help that you could get from relatives or friends. It was a, a brilliant thing to do. And that's the reason we came. And what I can say now, after all those years, I have almost become a person that you could easily say was born in Derby. I have uh, Derby's in my blood. I love it here. Uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world, or certainly in the UK, other than Derby. I love it. And now, of course, uh, Omar, Raza, Basset, uh, my daughter, Aisha and Sadia, they love it here as well. So this is really our home. Uh, and that's where we want to be. What else is there? Oh, what? Um, I don't know if that's the same question. I'm just going to press play, actually. Hang on. What made him come here? And was it his choice? Okay. Again, I think I've covered already. Choice was uh, perhaps not mine at that time. or wasn't even capable of making that sort of choice. It was my dad's uh, efforts that which... Uh, uh, sort of led us to here, to be here, and I must admit it has been a, a very fruitful outcome to all of it. Uh, the last question. Okay, so quite again a nice question. Yeah, nice question. It's nice for us, isn't it? Just having a little insight into what Dad's beginnings were. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, we know it as well, uh-huh. but it's always nice to hear him articulate it as yeah. well. It's nice to hear him answer a question put to uh, put to him by somebody other than us, really. Yeah. Um, because people want to know about uh, dad and um, he's from humble beginnings and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, the question was more goal-oriented. Uh, what were your goals and have you achieved them? Yes, yeah. But I think with dad, he's not a... Yes, he is a goal-oriented person, but it's an ongoing sense of improvement with dad, isn't it? Mm. An accomplishment with dad. Yeah. Um, no, nobody... I mean, like some people, you say, well, what's your goal? Well, it's to have kids and have a nice house. And, but Dad is that... Um, he's done all that, hasn't he? Yeah. But he's still doing... He's things. still doing this stuff, yeah. Yeah. Really interesting one, this is, because I started listening to this podcast. You're going to judge me for this. It's called Chasing Glory, and it's a wrestling podcast. Okay. I'm not uh, judging for that, but... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I think our listeners will, though, because I, I've mentioned today that I'm a bit of a comic nerd. I like Star Wars. I like The Hobbit and wrestling. Uh, but still, uh, yeah, so, and what the premise of this podcast, Chasing Glory, is, is where she will interview a wrestler who's been in the business for years. Yeah. And the last question is, have you reached the point that you want to do? Is this, is your quest for glory, so mm. to speak, or your successes, is it everything that you hoped or were you hoping for something yeah. else? 
And a lot of them have like a solid answer going, yes, this is definitely what I wanted or yes. this completely is higher than what I ever thought I'd achieve. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't, I just thought that people don't really even think like that. You just, I, I'm a plodder. I'll plod through life and whatever happens, yeah. happens. And I haven't got like a, I want to have this at this point mm. or I want to do this with this point. But do you think that some people are like that or? I think some people are definitely like that. Um, they move from goal to goal. Uh, that's not to say that once they achieve the goal, they just stop. Mm. Uh, they just, they, they do have very definitive, uh, what do they call them? Milestones in their life that they're aiming towards. Um, but I'm like you, I'm a plodder. I mean, we, touch wood, we've had a, a good life up, up to this point, And mm. there, there are things that have happened to us that wouldn't ordinarily happen to just you, people that we know. Um, and I'm thankful for them. Mm. But then you do look at it and you think, what, what, what more? What, uh, it's not, I don't think it's greed to think like that. No, I think it's human nature. It's human nature. And yeah. you're still thankful for what it is that you got. And vicariously, you want to, you want to do something for that because you think that, well, that, oh, I'm a, I don't know how to express this. Say you like you've been given a reward. You want to give something back as well, don't you? Yeah. 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 And I think that's the way that our mentality is. Um, how we do it, it may be not necessarily as like fanfare-ish and like big statements. We, we do it in, in little ways. We do it in our ways, don't yeah. we? Yeah. I think we're both, uh, all three of us are very excited about what's happened in our lives. And we're just trying to do what we can to mm. really make the most of it as well. Yeah. Which I think is good because it's not going to last forever. And you, you want to say that you, you took chances. Yeah. Which I, I'm really chuffed that all of us are yeah. doing. And I think that Daddy would be off the mindset that I I had certain goals in mind, yeah. and I think it'd always be family oriented, or addicted, <clears throat> like yeah. looking after his family. If he's if he feels he's done right by his family, mm. then I think he'd be happy with that. Yeah, Dad's goals are never like selfish goals either. They're always thinking about somebody else. Yeah, and it's nice because like Dad Dad recently he bought himself treated himself to a. Uh, a yeah, new car. a lease car, bless and it him. was it was wonderful because you think that you're doing something for you. Yeah, um, cars are actually one thing that does treat himself to. But this is a different this level. Is a different level, yeah. He's very proud of his car because yeah. he does a lot of driving as well. Rightly so, he should do. Mm. Whereas me, my cars, I just treat them awfully, so yeah. I, I don't feel I deserve a nice mm. car. But Dad, no, he definitely should <laughs> indulge in that. If that's the indulgence he wants, then go for mm. it, which is awesome. Right, the last question, I think, because there's only three minutes left of Dad's talking. So let's go for it without further ado. Question here is from a lady called Lauren, Lauren Gahan. That's G A H A N. This is quite a, a funny <laughs> question to ask. What is it? With, oh, sorry, what is it like to have a fit son like Umar? A fit son like Umar. Hmm. It's a slightly embarrassing question to ask a father. Uh, it's brilliant, I suppose. <laughs> I'm a bit, though, I've got to say that. But yes, generally speaking, I am quite uh, proud of Umar. Well, I'm quite proud of all of them uh, in various, at various degrees. Uh, so I don't know how else to uh, answer this question, Lauren, without guy. going red face. Uh, but there you go. So, Basset, this is the question so far. If you want me to do some more later on, uh, please let me know. But goodbye for now and take care. Bye. You, you know what? I, I absolutely love that. Not that, that last question. We'll go through that in a second. But this is an experiment. I think it's been quite successful. Actually. Exactly. It's really cute. I really like the fact that yeah. Dad is still part of this podcast, even though he's not physically here. <laughs> um, I, just so you know, I did listen. I didn't listen to the whole of it because I wanted it to be quite new, new and fresh for me. Mm. But I did hear that name and I thought, oh, God, what question is going to be asked? Yeah. Do you, your thoughts on that? My thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> I think Dad answered it quite well. He tactfully, diplomatically. Good yeah. question as well, Lauren. Thank yeah. you, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to give anyone uh, tips on like, yeah, what's it like to be like the, the fit guy then? The fit guy. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get that question, uh, level that dad put that to answer really. I don't know. Yeah. Dad is, uh, like not sidestepping the issue. <laughs> yeah. Dad is proud of us and, um, we, we proud of dad and, um, I'm sure there were other questions about it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the key one. I remember replying to that one and yeah. I just put, this is definitely making mm. it in. Smiley face. Yes, I suppose if you make that promise, then 
It's got to go in, hasn't it? Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. If that question wasn't even asked, I'd have tried to mm. include that in some way, shape, yes. or form. No, I like that question. Yeah. Um, it's not easy for dad to have a handsome son. <laughs> and it's not easy for me to have a handsome dad. Hey, let's talk about that, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's change subject quickly yeah. as much as we can do. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's talk about, yeah. Dad, I mean, you know, we get a lot of attention. Uh, we went to the, uh, RSPCA yesterday and a lot of people were. Yeah. Uh, dad was noted by his absence. Uh, and there's a lot of love out there. There's huge Simple. love, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's so nice as well. Because I always have a running joke when people ask me, they go, when I go to anything without you guys, yes. and it usually is a, a dad thing where really? they go, your dad yeah. is the coolest guy or the nicest guy. And it's yeah. just really nice that us growing up, we have that. And yes. I always joke and say that, oh, his head's going to explode and stuff. Yeah. But it's deserving. And he's very humble with it. He's very humble with it. Very humble. And as humble as you were when I <laughs> added that question. <laughs> Where, which I'm not, I'm not ashamed of yeah. asking. Right, so I I deem that this podcast is a success. Yes, I'm chuffed with it. I'm really happy with yeah. how, how it's uh, gone. Now, what I wanted to do just for the end, and I'm doing a bit of multitasking here. You might hear a bit of buzzing, um, because I thought because Dad's not here, we're we're off a little bit of uh, we're not on a stricter script as we normally are. So I wanted to try something slightly different towards the end, and it's a bit of a thank you. And okay. I've, I've never done this before, but basically the podcast, this will be episode number 78. Wow. And we've had listeners listening from the get-go, and I want to, this year, make more of an effort to thank the people yes. who are constant yes, listeners, yeah. and get more user involvement as well. Like, for example, this Ask Sid thing, yeah. if we can get some more polls, questions, and mm. get you guys involved... I think that would be a really good thing. Yeah. However, I also want to do a little thank you to the people who have reviewed our podcast as well. Right, okay. So, I'm just waiting for my phone to load and we'll go through some. Sure. Okay, so my phone's finally loaded. Um, and as I said, just want to take the last two to three minutes just doing some thank yous for people who have taken the time to say... Um, well done, or give us a review. And this is on Apple, uh, so Apple Podcasts. So if you are a listener and you're enjoying it and you do listen to it on Apple, then please do uh, rate and review us. It does help us as well because it just gets our name out there a little bit more. I always do a little print screen on my Twitter when we get a new rating and just show that people are listening to it. Mm. So, so it really does help us out. So thank you for that. So um, let's go closer to the bottom because they're the most up-to-date ones this is one of my one of my favorite ones fab dango um a couple of weeks back said love it that was the title five stars my favorite part of each episode is the first 35 minutes spent trying to decide what to call sid's bit so when we were calling sid's pearls <laughs> sid's bit yeah. Uh, and then it usually take 35 minutes to try, i think it's to usually that. i think it's usually quite a while yeah uh and the hint call it sid's bit so, actually, Sid's bit is quite good, mm. isn't it? Sid's pearls, I don't know. I just like the idea of Dad wearing a pearl necklace. I don't yeah, know, it's weird. We've got too many weird images of Dad. Yeah. in the shower, wearing pearls. Exactly, man. We need to sort it out. Uh, Justine, this is a thank you to you. My favourite podcast, five stars. Never fails to keep me entertained on the morning commute. Uh... It'd be great to hear from people on Twitter or through the reviews as well, where yes. you're listening to it. I really like that. I like the idea of the fact that you guys are listening to it. So it'd be great to hear where you're listening to it. Um, I've got one here. Leslie Spain is five stars. Great podcast. Tried to email suggestions, but it was, a re it was returned. Not working. Shame. That's odd because we've got emails from a lot of people, haven't we? Um, I'll say it out again. The Siddiqui's GB at gmail.com. Now I know emails are coming through quite regularly, yeah. so I'm quite surprised by that. But if you're on Twitter, try and find us on Twitter, Leslie. It would be great to hear from you. I'll say it again. The Siddiqui's, all one word. GB, all still one word. So the Siddiqui's GB is all one word at gmail.com. Um, well worth a listen. This is from Meg87. Well worth a listen. Just discovered the podcast after Christmas and listened to all the back episodes. Really enjoyed it, subscribed, and look forward to more episodes. Um, Kelvis, this is a long one. This might be the last one I read because it's quite a long one, but a massive thank you, Kelvis. Uh, five stars, Get Out of Chores Free is the title. 
I'm relatively new to the ramblings, listening since November, but I think I will be sticking around. I press play, and by the time the ramblings have come to an end, voila, housework is done. I would love to see a light-hearted agony uncle section or a few words of wisdom from Sid at the end of a podcast. Yeah. Which is kind of the Sid's Sid's pearls, so thank you for that, Kelvis. Uh, anyway, thanks for the time and effort, guys. Yeah. Just put a little asterisk here as well. All housework is completed by myself in a trance, not by the Siddiquis. Can I just make mention, specifically mention of Calvis as well, uh, who, since she's been listening, she's been a regular contributor to the comments, and also she's been the brains behind some of the actual titles for the podcast. Fantastic. And the next one that we're doing is uh, this, this thanks to you, Calvis. Fantastic. That's great. And this re- um, leads me on to why I read the reviews as well, because I'm getting ideas from other podcasts that I'm listening to as yeah. well. And they do little thank yous to the people who rate and review. So I'm thinking at the moment, maybe if we get some five star reviews, some really good ones, we can pick one each month the best one each month and send them a video message or a signed photo or something like that guys listeners if you think that's a good idea or have any other suggestions for what you think would be nice prizes or nice ways of us saying thank you for listening because like i said we're 78 episodes in yeah i don't know when we when we started this on episode one it was a five minute one i don't think we thought we'd have gone on this long but Mm. we're still going we're We're still still going and i think we should if we can have any ideas for what our 100th podcast should be, I think that would be a good time to maybe thank people in more detail and, um, uh, I don't know. Get um, as much involvement as, as we can do. Get as much involvement. Even if it's similar to you guys sending us voice notes like we did with Dad and us asking you questions, mm. we'll have a think about it and yeah. we'll get back to you. But as always, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully Dad will be back in some way, shape or form next mm-hmm. week. Uh, and until next time, thank you. Thank you. So that's another Siddiqui Ramblings wrapped up. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd love to get involved, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear from you. So that email address again is thesiddiquisgb at gmail.com. We're aiming to make this podcast a weekly episodic podcast and that can only be done through uh, reviews. So if you guys could review us, five star reviews on iTunes, that would be a massive, massive help to get the word out. So the more reviews, the better. Until next time, it's bye from Bassett Siddiqui. And it's bye from Sid Siddiqui. And it's bye from Umar Siddiqui. See ya.